Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. Today we have a youth takeover of the podcast, so stay tuned to hear our youth meet perspectives. My name is Jasmine and I am your host for this episode. We hope that you will keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow in your journey as parents. When should one start dating? And what are important things we should consider? From a parent's perspective, how can you have conversations with your youths about dating and relationships? Join me and my guest, Nicole So who is a mass communications graduate and a very dear friend of mine to understand more about this tricky topic. Nicole, welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. To kick us off, can you share with us a bit about yourself? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. I am in my early 20s now. I just graduated from my mass communications diploma. So I'm very happily enjoying my gap year. It's been really fun. All my stories, I think I'll share with you later as we continue. Thanks for sharing about yourself. And speaking of stories, it's interesting. Before we started recording, I was just sharing a few that I recently got invited to a very close friend's wedding. And actually in that friend group thing, we have a few friends who are getting married, who have been dating for a few years. I also have friends who just got attached. And there are also people like me who are single. Uh, some ready to mingle. So I was just wondering, do you have a friend group like that that you journey with? And what are your thoughts about dating for yourself even? Actually, I do. That friendships thing that we were talking about, I have a very big friend group. And recently, this past year, two of my friends have gotten into relationships. So it is totally relevant. And we have been discussing a lot about it. I think not as much from time to time, but it's something that's at the back of most of our minds because of the friend group that we are in. So it's interesting that two of your friends have recently got attached. With friends that are now dating, do you have any thoughts about dating? I had this question so many times now that I'm in my early 20s and I think it's something that I have to consider too because I'm open to it but my own experiences, oh my gosh, they are quite funny now that I think about it. Okay, so the first one was I confessed to someone first. So the story is that I was friends with this guy in school. I'll call him L, and we got to know each other in the first year of school. And it was the kind where we were getting to know everyone. I think we were also growing as individuals. But the short story was that we got to be friends then, and then our friendship progressed. We were much closer in the third year of school. So what happened was that majority of my class would be in one physical classroom and then only a few of us would come out of that classroom to go to another block in the school. So it was for another class and basically that time was when we got to know each other better because we were spending that amount of time together. So he would do stuff like, can we help each other with holding our textbooks and then we'll go to class together or we would meet 
before school starts and then we will listen to music together and it's those kind of romantic oh, so I pass you my earpiece and then we listen to it together like Korean drama <laughs> oh my gosh I think it was a bit Korean drama yeah <laughs> okay maybe I was being a bit delusional then which is why this story is about that I confessed to him because I was having all these thoughts in my mind this went on for a while like us being like closer and there was also another separate time where majority of my class would have one subject and I would step out because I didn't take it. So I would just hang out around school in any of the free spaces and I would just do my own thing. While I was doing my own thing one day, another friend, the one who would see me and this L guy mm. be closer and like spend more time together, she sat opposite me while I was doing my own thing. So I looked up, I was wondering what's happening. And the first thing that she said when she sat down across me was, are you and L dating? I was like, no. So then she was like, oh, okay. And then she ran away. Actually, on hindsight, I don't know whether she wanted to date him, but it's okay. That's besides the oh, point. Yeah. At first, I was caught off track. And then after I thought about that whole question that she asked, then mm. I started to seriously consider, oh, what if we did end up together? Actually, what are his thoughts? Because we never even got to that conversation. Right. So the short story was that the academic year was coming to an end. And the funniest thing about me at that time, I don't know what was going on in my brain. I thought it would be a good idea to confess at the end of the academic year oh. when we would have the holidays and we may not even get to see each other physically in school. Okay, maybe it was just my thought of I didn't want to bear the responsibility of looking at him awkwardly in the eye. Right, so maybe. <laughs> and it was so memorable. And I just wrote down that I liked him. I think it wasn't a direct can we date, but it was just like you and I wrote it on a piece of paper and the moment we ended the very last class like I just passed it to him and I walked out of that school <laughs> oh my goodness this story is not so bad if anyone's thinking that this is a horror story no it's not actually this L guy we are still friends oh that's sweet yeah he's so sweet he raised my standards <laughs> thank you L <laughs> a few hours after we all went back home I checked my phone and it turned out that he sent me this really long long message and the whole point of it was that oh he wouldn't get together with me and then he explained why he actually valued our friendship and it was really precious and I also agreed that I didn't want this to break at all and the whole point of me giving you on the last day of school was that I hoped it wouldn't be awkward yeah and it turned out we met the following year and we were okay as friends I thought this was a fun time of getting so close to the line of are we gonna date or are we not but then having the considerations for what it would mean if I got together with Elle. Thanks for sharing. I mean, you share about the Korean drama moments, the butterfly and the stomach moments. And for a lot of people, maybe to them, dating is the girlfriend-boyfriend label. But I really think the falling in love, getting to know the person, even the sharing of earphones, like it's all part of the dating experience. And it is so nice to hear that you are still friends in his explanation that he included the line of he really values your friendship and you're still, you know, having a strong friendship to this day. I think that brings me to my next question, which is before the dating, you know, the labels and like actually going out together. So what are some indicators that you think will suggest that a young person is ready to date? 
I was just thinking, because I've had so many of these, then I shall apply it to myself first and then I'll speak about it generally. The first thing I definitely look out for is that my boyfriend will care for his family first. Because if he cannot care about his family, I do not think he can care <laughs> about me. And I think it's funny and we can laugh about it. I still do. But if I ever take it on a serious note, I would just want to be with someone who does care about family. Family does last way more than different seasons in life like friendships and all that. Yeah. Other than caring for his family, I think he's got to care for mine too because that's one of the considerations that I have when it comes to dating since we're already on this topic that it's for a lifelong marriage and mm. we are keeping that in mind when we get into dating. Yeah, I think those are some indicators that someone would be ready to date other than those two about caring for their own family and caring for the family of their boyfriend or their girlfriend. I think something else that I would be looking out for is that this young person would be willing to communicate because mm. I think we really need to be straightforward and be open. I think we don't want to leave anything to assumptions because mm. it can go very far. Yeah. And I think we both have experienced that <laughs> in the time that we are friends. And I think being straightforward is fine. Especially the question, right, is that this person is young. This person has time to grow and to get better at when you want to say something, you can actually use a different tone that people will be able to accept or to digest. Mm. So I think that's another thing that they are willing to communicate, to mm. be open. I think one other thing I thought of in mind was that they are willing to learn right. because I think anybody who is staying constantly in the same state, they haven't progressed, like they haven't taken the next step. And I think we really want to do that because we don't want to be in the same spot all the time, especially for this young person who has a long runway to go. Yeah. So willing to learn, to be adaptable, to want to receive support from other people. Right. Yeah, that this young person is ready to make changes in their own life because life will not be the same when you're going into dating. Even before I go and talk about like my future boyfriend in mind, mm. I think I also want to apply these areas to myself I think some of these areas I have kind of hit, but some of these areas also I want to continue to grow in. Caring for family, being willing to communicate, and then also being adaptable, willing to learn. So good. I think something that is common throughout all of this is really the maturity to see that a relationship is just beyond this moment. It's bigger than this moment. Um, and really the maturity to involve others, to care for each other's family, because it's a huge thing. It's basically two families merging into one. And it's so important also to have maturity to acknowledge that we are growing, even in a relationship that there's maturity to be willing to grow. Thanks for sharing, it's so good. So even as we chat, I'm aware that many of our listeners are also parents who have teen or older children like us. So what role do you think parents can play in terms of guiding their children in really navigating relationships? I think the first thing that is so important is that parents need to model first. Because I think we are in this era where like I'll talk to my parents or I'll talk to like my friends' parents sometimes and I think the most important thing that we got for in our parents is that first they need to walk the talk. 
And yes. they would like want to talk about so many things, but are they living out what they're saying? And I think the modeling, the healthy relationships is such a good start whenever we want to enter this conversation about dating. So I think them being the ones to have the healthy relationships first would then be like a good sign that, okay, dating is something that I can be safe in mm. and I know what to look out for. I think that would be the first thing for parents to note. Mm. And I just learned this, the onion analogy. Ooh, so I that? think when... I heard about it and then I digested it for myself. Not the onion, just the analogy. <laughs> it helped to be such a good framework for parents to be able to explain to maybe their younger children who are just curious about relationships. Maybe they don't want to go into the relationship, but they are just wondering like, how is this all going to take place? And they're going to ask all these sorts of questions about age or whatever. Yeah. Essentially, what I learned about the onion analogy is that the onion has layers. This analogy works with friendships. So we understand friendships even before we go into dating. Because mm. if you go in and then you rush, then you have no clue who you are and who this other person is. We start off with the friendships in layers. Mm. So the outer layer of this onion is the level one friends where you say hi and bye, you kind of know their face. Maybe you don't even know their face, maybe their name on Zoom. That's the first layer that you definitely will not share your deeper secrets. So that is the first one. And when we take the next step into the next layer of friendships, you kind of know them a bit better. Maybe you see them more often. They could be a classmate or someone at work. So that kind of friendships where, okay, maybe you're around this person more often mm -hmm. and Maybe you spend a bit more time. And then the time that you spend with the level three friendships, the next level would be you are more comfortable with this person. You can joke around. Maybe you share a little bit more. Mm. And then those would be categorized. Maybe you will already label them as your friends. Yeah, you know them and um, you spend time and you've gotten to know them better. You've heard all of their stories too. Level four is the best friend already, the closer friend. Mm. And I think this is the person that you'll be comfortable sharing more with things that you don't want your boss to hear, but your level four friend can hear mm. and that you feel safe talking to them. You know that your secret's not going to go out to the whole world because you've spent enough time with this friend and you've gone through enough with this friend to know that they are um, eligible to go into <laughs> your level 4 friend. And your level 5, the final layer in this onion, is mm. your confidant that you will go all the way and you will share some of the things. Those intrusive thoughts. And this friend is okay to listen to your things that you want to talk about. So I think having this in mind helps to be very sure where are my friends at on these different levels, mm. even before we go into the dating experience. I thought that was quite helpful when I learned about it to then apply that, okay, I know where my friends are at now. And then if any other guy comes along, I know where he stands in these friendship levels. Thanks for sharing the analogy. It's so good. And it's such an easy way for parents to start a conversation about relationships with their children. So accessible. Yeah, actually on the conversations, I realised that the conversation is both ways. That there's both the listening and also the giving advice and everything. Mm. And I think parents, they have a lot in mind also. And I am very sure parents have their own experiences too. And I just thought one perspective that I had was that 
parents will gain so much when they are also a listening ear. And the whole point is we have two ears and we have one mouth. We can listen double the amount of time compared to us speaking. And I think it's so valuable. The children really want to be heard first and foremost in the home by their parents. And it would just start off very small with something new that happened in their day or something that they just want to share and tell somebody and I think it really will help parents when they are the listening ear to be present in their child's life and from there when their children know that they're safe they can talk about different things about in school and about this topic of dating I think it would be so helpful for parents to listen to their children. Actually speaking about that, I was just talking to my parents about dating and I realised that my generation's perspective of what dating is compared to theirs is so different. Like their definition, which is something I held traditionally as well, was dating is the moment where you are labelled an item, a couple. But after talking to my friends and even younger ones, Dating now is just going out and trying. It's the meal before the labels. And now that culture has sort of resulted in dating being such a blurred thing, and there's so many definitions like situationships. Have you heard of that? Yes, I have. So situationship is... I learned that it's when you are not a formal couple, but you get to be romantic with each other with no commitment. And it's something that is so new... And now it's a term. It really contradicts with, I guess, what I firmly believe in and also what you firmly believe in because you earlier stated that to date is to have lifelong marriage in mind. What does it feel when everyone else is doing something different from what you believe in? I think it's initially really hard because it's so easy and our culture is wired to just blend in. You be normal that way. So there will be some extent of there'll be a lot of eyes looking at me. I think even in the family, if I do something different, I will get the eyes too, the side eyes. And I think it it does feel a bit hard to do, for lack of a better term, the right thing when it comes to anything like dating or boundaries and setting them. It's actually something that I, even if I have to do something and it's different from anybody else's definitions, I think I still have to follow through with that because it's important. Yeah, you mentioned boundaries. It's a huge buzzword and some people are like, boundaries is such a buzzkill. But it's really important, I feel. And and in a day or an age where people may not necessarily make a big deal out of it, do you have any tips to share with parents on how to approach this area of boundary-making in relationships? Oh my gosh, my heart. Because (laughs) I think the boundaries are, yeah, they are important. Like what you were emphasising earlier, both physical, emotional boundaries are just as important. I think entering into this relationship, if... I know people who are listening, they are at different levels when it comes to this in terms of maybe like experience or just hearing from people. But I think what I want to emphasize is that we can really just start with physical boundaries because it is very clear when the physical boundaries are crossed. Earlier in the conversation, we were talking about having open communication, not assuming anything. Mm. So 
I do believe in the relationship, the couple needs to set their boundaries and they also need to stick to them so that it's not just like words, mm. but you actually have to follow through. I do believe we need to look out for one another, even in a relationship. You know, it's not just about my own safety, but I think we need to elevate our perspective. We need to see that actually the other person, they also matter just as much and their safety matters just as much. Mm. And this other person, you know, their family and their friends also matter. So I think having those boundaries, it actually helps us mm. like rather than restrict because I think that can be what some people in the world are saying now that boundaries are restrictive. But I think otherwise, yeah, you know, sometimes all it takes is just taking a step for this couple to allow family and friends in in terms mm. of being accountable, just sharing a little bit more. And I think there's been a lot of different sayings like helicopter parenting. Mm. I think now also like CCTV because you don't even need to be a helicopter anymore. But that's not really the point. I think it's not about having so many eyes on you and then wanting to be private and all that. The key here is that the community, it's all in the community and they actually seek your best interest in mind. And I know physically it comes and it shows in different ways in the way that your family and your friends would love you. But mm. this community, these different communities, they seek your best interest. So I think... Coming back to the boundaries, those are very important for... Let's start with physical boundaries and keeping in mind that we have these and it's further backed up by a community that has your best interest in mind. Thanks for sharing, Nick. Could really resonate the importance of involving other people in your relationship in the sense of them journeying alongside with you, people who really have the best interest at heart for you people who really look out for you and I know some of the youths and even myself I also do struggle a bit with wanting to keep that two-person world right but it's so important to realize that it's really for us I spend the joy and, and <laughs> celebration yes. of being a couple with someone is to journey it in a community is such a joyful experience to do it with the community. Really, thank you for sharing. Thank you. Oh, I enjoyed it. I'm so glad that we are friends coming into this conversation. Whew. Yes, truly. And we have now reached the end of our podcast. For you tuning in, we hope that you have gained some practical tips on how and when to date. Remember that you are worth waiting for and you don't have to rush into anything if you don't feel ready. Parents, I hope you also have picked up a thing or two about the realities that you face in dating. So if you are looking for more parenting resources, do visit our website at family.org.sg. Do also share this podcast episode with a friend who may benefit from Nicole's sharing. Be sure to catch us on our next Parent Ed podcast as there will be another youth takeover in the next episode. Yes, yeah, so do stay tuned everyone. Until next time and have a great week with your family. Mm -hmm.